Cool Dad Collective, the podcast that is about dads, for dads, expecting dads, any sort of dad really. If you're a dad, you're in the right spot because you're with your boy and your boy's going to be talking about fatherhood. Yes, we're back again for another episode and this episode I wasn't, actually I don't know, I, I wasn't really in the mood to record, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, I just it's late, I'm sleep deprived, I'm trying... Uh, trying to fit everything in and it's it's very hard to do um you know being dads we, we I'm tired all the time being back at work but I love it I do love it and I was literally about to go to bed and I thought you know what no why why not just spin a yarn and and see what comes out because you know I don't really plan these they all come from the heart and I really I really like to emphasize the fact that this is all off the cuff I barely write anything down this is just my thoughts around fatherhood and just the week that was really and and just documenting the process of being a dad and uh being a dad of a two-year-old and a newborn and um you know the highs and the lows and if if you're a regular listener you know that i'll tell you every week it's it's a crazy job really it's it's a full-time job on top of your full-time job so yeah back at it again for another episode and and an episode i'm really excited to do because um a lot has happened in the week um we all got sick, which is fantastic. Um, if you have ever experienced being sick with your kids, it's the worst experience ever because you don't get a break. Like, you know, when they're sick, you gotta you got to look after them and make sure they're all good. And then when they're in bed, it's kind of just like, toughen up, princess, deal with it. You're sick, you feel like shit, oh, good, deal with it. And uh, yeah, so it's been a tough week. I've, I've tried to level myself out with some sleep, but I just don't have the time. You know, stuff around the house is just getting like a nightmare. You know, clothes haven't been put away, but it's okay because those things don't really matter. You know, you don't you don't remember the washing you didn't do in, in 10 years, unless you didn't do it for 10 years and you probably remember it. But um, yeah, you know, it's, it's been a tough week, but we, we made it, didn't we? And that's what fatherhood's about. You make do, you make it work. And you get on with it because no one else is going to do it. No one else is there. You can't have a stand-in dad where you just give a rent to dad. We call him up, hey, brother, not feeling good. Can you sit in for me? It doesn't work like that. You can't call in sick. You just got to grit and bear it and, and get it done. So, yeah, we're back again for another episode. And, of course, you know, starting off the episode, you got to start the episode positive, and I am starting the positive, the, the episode of very positive because I did have a massive dad win this week, and it wasn't a dad win in the such as I'm a great dad and and I did all the great things w- with my kids, but no, this dad win. I I would like to preface this, uh, premise this is this was a parent win. This was a big parent win for my missus and I. We found lately, and. Like I say, this is all experience and, you know, if you've been through this sort of thing, you got a toddler and then you got a newborn, we've kind of found ourselves being a little bit in that in that bubble of like, you know, you got your toddler dad and your newborn mum, you know, kids really taking the reins with summer and, you know, breastfeeding, all that sort of stuff. And then I've kind of had Skylar and, and it's great. I'm really cherishing the time. I'm grateful for the time. I'm I'm so happy that I get to spend so much time with Sky. She's the greatest little thing ever and I'm, I'm so I love her so much but I do love Skylar's mum a lot I, and Kia and I sort of sat down and we both said like we're probably not spending enough time together quality time together our time together is very much focused on the kids getting them to, to bed getting them in the bath getting them dinner 
and we don't really, you know, it sucks because we don't really sit down and, and, and talk to each other as much about, you know, ourselves and what we're doing and, and you know, how much we, we do care for each other and all that sort of stuff. So big dad win was we decided it was time to do a date night. Now, we have a newborn, so doing a date night is virtually impossible. Um, she's breastfed and, you know, she's very demanding for her milk. She wants that milk. And um, so we just found going out just probably wasn't on the cards as well as, you know, financially going out to dinner at the moment probably isn't the best opportunity. It's probably not the best time for it in that, you know, we've got so many bills piling up and, you know, just day-to-day life admin, right? So Kia had this idea of why don't we do a stay-at-home date night? And at first I was like, what are you talking about, you crazy woman? But after, you know, she explained it to me. So what we decided to do was we decided to make dinner. We bought a bottle of wine, which was really, really nice. And uh, we had sort of like a fake dinner with the kids. So Skylar had her dinner and uh, we had like a very small amount of dinner with Sky, just to, you know, make sure she's it's a bit weird if she's just sitting at the table by herself while we're just watching her. So we all decided to have a little bit of a dinner. And then we put the kids to bed, to bed and it was it was good. We got the kids to bed like normal, all G. Um, but then we sort of set everything up. We got some candles out, poured a bottle of, you know, a couple of glasses of wine um, and, and ate our dinner, just me and her. And it was great. It was honestly so good. Like the idea was fantastic. And, you know, I don't know, you, you sort of rediscover how much you care for somebody and... Sounds stupid, but you go like, that's right. Like, I really love you. That's why we did this. And you don't really get that unless you sit down and, and you sort of experience what it was like when you didn't have a toddler running around and a newborn sucking on you 24-7 if you're a, if you're a woman. Um, and it was great. We, I don't know, just we got a bit of a spark back, which was nice because in this sort of time that we're in at the moment, it's so orientated around the kids, so orientated around what they're doing and, and all that sort of stuff. So being able to sit down and just rediscover why we love each other is, is a big thing. And it, it sounds very sappy, but I don't care. Well, you know, ever since I, I became a dad, I became a sappy dude and I'm not mad about that. Okay? I, got, I, got, I had walls broken down. I don't care. I really enjoyed our uh, stay-at-home date night. So if it's something that you're kind of struggling with as well, you know, having that time with your partner or anything like that, I highly recommend it. It's a great idea. And just having a bit of wine as well, you know, you can, you finally, it's just nice. It's very nice. Um, so yeah, that was our, that was my dad win, our real, real parent win. We sort of reconnected with each other. We sort of reset ourselves and we're ready to tackle another day of parenting the following day. So like I said, if it's something you think you should be into, I highly recommend it. It's a great idea. Don't knock it till you try it. Stay at home day nights. They're fantastic. But yeah, that was a dad win. So a little bit, um, I don't know, I, I started the week and you know, I hate going in, but I, I am going to go in a little bit today because um, I think it's important. I think it's important for me to be transparent with everyone. And I think transparency is fantastic because someone else might be going through the same thing and they might not feel like, you know, they, they might feel like they're not alone because you're not, you're never alone, ever. And once you start realizing that, you take care of yourself a lot more mentally. So a little bit of background with me, um, I've struggled with my mental health for as long as I can remember. I don't know what it is. Chemically, I'm just not right. And um, I'm very 
open with that now. I feel like being open with it is very, very important and, you know, very important because I now have kids and I, I don't want to be um, in a bad place when I've got these two little gorgeous girls depending on me because it's important that, you know, they see that it's okay to not be okay you know, from a young age, but I also want to be as best, like top tier as best as I can um, as a dad. So I've really taken my mental health very seriously. I did used to be very much a, like a suck it up, you're a bloke, deal with it. Um, and my partner Kia was just the most amazing support person for me when I was going through some really rough stuff and, um, sort of got myself, you know, back on, back on path. You know, I, I started seeing psychologists, which was fantastic. Never would have done that if it wasn't for Kia. Um, and you know, I started just taking it a lot more seriously, getting my head right, because like I said, it's just so important before you have kids. No one, no one, no one really tells you that. No one tells you that, hey man, if you're not feeling that good in the head and you're having kids, maybe you like, you know, get some help. So I did, I got some help and I felt great. I felt really good. And, you know, I would say nowadays I've, I'm on top of my mental health. I'm really in, in tune with how I'm feeling and I'm, I'd like to acknowledge how I'm feeling if I'm not feeling that well and try and find out, you know, what are the reasons why I'm not feeling that well. And like I said, if you're someone who feels like they aren't, doing the best you reach out to somebody anybody like and and get help because it's not it's not it's not a good mentality to take it on your own you don't need to you don't need to take it on your own you've got support and even if you don't you can find support and there's no shame ever in trying to find support trust me i've been there i've been in some dark spots and i one thing you know coming out of all that is i've never i never regretted asking for help um, even when I needed a bit of a push to do so. So anyway, um, but with all that in, in tune, um, you still get moments. You get moments where you just, it's too much. Everything's too much. Work's too much. Fatherhood is too much. Um, you know, being a partner is too much. Trying just to deal with everything is too much. And this weekend I just had... I had a bad weekend with that, honestly. Like, and it doesn't help the fact that I'm sick and we're all sick and it sort of, you know, makes it a little bit worse as well. And, you know, I just got into a bit of a rut and the rut was not good. It was, I kind of, I don't know. If you've ever seen, my my partner always tells me like this. If you ever watch Rick and Morty, new season, I don't know if people do, but there's a moment where uh, things get a little bit too much for Jerry and Jerry's the dad. And what he does is he gets into what's called a jerry curl. And it's where he curls up like a uh, armored beetle and he just rolls into a circle and shuts everybody out. And that's what I kind of did. It was bad. It, it was not good. I, it got too much. I shut everyone out. I shut, you know, my family out, which was really like my, you know, my, my little family here. I didn't, I didn't tell them how I was feeling. I just was kind of numb and walking around just feeling shitty. Honestly, just feeling shitty, irritable. Um, I was really nippy at Skylar, my two-year-old, which I, I really don't, I, I hate, I hate when that person comes out of me because that's not me. Um, and she's a two-year-old, you know, she's meant to test me. She's meant to push my buttons. If your two-year-old's not pushing your buttons, you got issues. Um, but yeah, just these thoughts of like, you know, my to-do list which is like my mental to-do list of I need to um, do the housework, I need to make sure everything's all good in the house, I need to make sure dinner's on the table, I need to make sure I've been to the shops. And you get to this point where the to-do list, just as, as quickly as you're ticking things off, 
it's loading up again and you feel like this overwhelming sense of like i don't know how to get on top of this and you know what what how is this is this always going to be like this is this is this my life now is this forever am i always going to have this to-do list that is never ending and you know kia is very good my partner's very good at you know identifying when my head's not right and she can see it in my body language she can see it in everything and she always says to me like you know you need to do this you need to go do this you need to go go have a long shower go sit in the shower and just think and um I did, you know, I, I really worked hard this week, this weekend to get out of that rut. And, you know, I really feel um, for people who, who can't get out of that rut because it, it's a big rut. And at times, you know, the, the idea is we just have to keep going. And sometimes when we keep going, I use the analogy a lot, you're like a car. You just, at some point, you're going to break down. And uh, I felt like I was on the verge of just that that breaking down, you know, not sleeping that well because of my uh, my newborn daughter tied into being busy, tied into working again, tied into being sick and everything was just too much. So, you know, and, and I tell these stories, I don't say it, I don't want sympathy, I don't need sympathy, I have a fantastic support base. But these stories for me or these experiences for me are so important because they might, you know, you might be sitting in your car and you might be, on the verge of this is too much i can't do this anymore and you know this might be the this might be the 30 seconds of audio that you listen to that makes you go i need i need i need to sort this shit out i need to get my head right i need to i really need to identify the fact that i'm not feeling well and i need to accept that and tell someone about it um so if that is there's nothing wrong with that you know us as dads we being a dad is is a weird sensation because no matter how you feel, you are, you know, you are in charge, not in charge, but you have all these things that you're responsible for. And more than likely, we're the ones at work every single day and we still have to go home and have home duties. And yes, being a stay-at-home mom is very hard and I never, ever want to take away from that. But being a dad that goes away to work and comes home and has to put on you know, a whole nother shift, a whole nother shift of, I don't like calling it work, but it is because it's hard work. Being a parent is hard work and it shouldn't be looked at as like hard work as in like, this is a grind, but it's hard work as in because you want to do your best. Um, and we kind of, like I said, we just keep going and sometimes it's good to put our hand up and just say, I don't want to keep going. I want to talk about this. I want to sort this shit out. And um, I really advocate for that. You know, this podcast is is so much about fatherhood and the experiences and the ups and downs. But obviously, with my background with mental health issues and stuff like that, this podcast is, you know, an outlet for mental health and making sure that dads aren't struggling and dads aren't just, you know, ignoring the fact they're not they're not feeling good. And I'm very passionate about that. The the position of a father in a child's life is so incredibly important and it's one of the few things in my life besides being a father myself that I'm so passionate about is that other dads are knowing that they're valued and knowing that their position in their child's life is incredibly important regardless of whether their kid is like I want mommy I want mommy you are one of the most pivot like pivotal people in this little child's life so like I said, I had to go in on this episode because 
this is how I was feeling and this is something that might help someone else. And I hope it does. I really, truly do, do hope it reaches one person and they, they find the help that they need and they get support and, and they become a better a better father for it. Because I know that with me sorting my stuff out, I've become a much better father, 100%. And, and I started working on myself just before I had kids. And the two years that I've had kids, um, I've worked on myself and I've worked on making sure I'm okay. And it, it has really translated into me being a way better dad a better present parent, a better partner, a better everything. Um, so yeah, you know, I don't want it, I don't want it to sound negative because it's not. Um, it's, it's a very positive thing that people are taking, especially in, in the realm of dads, are taking this way more seriously because it does mean a lot. It means a lot to be healthy for your kids as well. But yeah, so, you know, a little bit of a, a little bit of a touchy episode this episode, and I, and I hope people sort of see that and and you know see the two sides of me that I do find fatherhood hilarious, and I like talking about the funny things and the ups, but I also don't shy away from talking about the the downs and the tough aspects of the job because it is a very tough job. But yeah, so getting into it, you know, take care of yourself that's the biggest thing I always say, take care of your own lawn. They always say, they always say the reason, the reason when you're in a plane, they always tell you to put your mask on before your kids is because you are no use to anybody. If you have no oxygen, if you are not breathing, you're not going to be able to help your kids. You want to make sure that airflow is going so perfectly through you. So you can be the best person there to support your kids. And that's what it's about. It's about, we're all here for our kids. We're not here for ourselves. Fatherhood is a thankless job. I always say that you're here for your kids. But yeah, oh, that felt good. That felt really good because I've been storing that up for ages. I've been sitting, I was brewing in the shower about, you know, how I'm going to approach this. And I hope off the cuff, I approached it as best as I could. So yeah, that's it. We're going to move on. We're going to move on because fatherhood is the best and i need to talk about two shit dad club moments that are involving me one of the shit club dad moments shit shit dad club moments is nothing to do with me actually it's to do with my two-year-old daughter skylar now skylar has somehow i have no idea where she's decided to do this she's very autonomous she's very about herself at the moment and she's decided to give us nicknames so gives my partner a nickname and gives me a nickname as well. Now, my partner's nickname is hilarious because Skylar has no idea about the connotations that has to do with this nickname, but she finds it hilarious because my partner always reacts. Now, we're very non-traditional in our house. I have my last name. She has her last name. There's a whole story around our last names and I won't go into that, but we've decided to keep our own last names. Not a blow on my manhood. I don't care. I'm just as much as a man as anyone else. She doesn't mean need my last name. I don't own her. Go for it. But my daughter now calls my partner Kia Mummy Jash. And that's my last name. Not her last name. She ne- She's not taking that last name. But for some reason, she calls it that. And it irks Kia all the time. And it's hilarious. And I love it. And I had the biggest hit of karma the other day because for some reason she watches Peppa Pig. I wanted to watch Bluey. She loves Peppa Pig. Not much you can do about it because she's two. She has obviously seen Daddy Pig 
in Peppa Pig. Daddy Pig is the father figure. I'm the father figure of this family. My nickname now is Daddy Pig. My two-year-old daughter calls me Daddy Pig. Now, when you're in public and your daughter refers to you as Daddy Pig, you get some looks. You get some odd looks. And I would also be looking at me weird if someone's daughter referred to them as Daddy Pig. But I'm now Daddy Pig. And I, there's nothing, I can't take that away from her because I'm Daddy Pig. So that's Shit Dad Club. Number one, coming from my two-year-old daughter, Skylar. Number two, Shit Dad Club moment. And this was a public Shit Dad Club moment. Now, my daughter, Skylar, loves swings. She's a big swing enthusiast. She loves to jump on every swing at a playground. If I go to a playground, there's no swing there. She's not happy. We've got to go to the next playground because the next playground has a swing. Now, I think I convinced her that she was probably big enough to go on the big person swing. You know, the swing where it's just like just a piece of, you know, plastic. Uh, She usually goes on the little person swing, which has a backrest. Not today. I convinced her she's big enough. She can do it. I was like, you can do this, sweetie. You've got this. I started pushing her on the big person swing. All systems go. She was loving it, laughing. Yeah, yeah. Didn't realize that I don't think she realized that she didn't have a backrest. So I pushed her. This was in a crowded playground. I pushed her. And as I pushed her, she got a little too excited and let go of the chains. Now, I might have pushed her too hard. And she has catapulted under the swing and done probably, I'd say, like easily a flip and a half and landed on her face in a crowded playground where everyone looked at me. And it was one of those moments where, you know, when something happens at a playground, like a loud noise and the whole place goes quiet. Everyone looks around for what the loud noise was. I was the loud noise. So there I was flipping my child uh, twice around, landing on her face on a swing she probably wasn't supposed to be on, getting stared at by a hundred mums who are probably looking at me like this dude's a shit dad. Guess what? Shit dad club moment. I was a shit dad in that moment. Probably shouldn't have pushed her on the swing, but I tell you what, great story. Great story. She wasn't that hurt. That hurt. Bit winded. I think she worked out what being winded was. I did talk her through that one. But we got through it. She's tough as nails, you know. We did it. Made it through it. Probably won't push on that swing. Learnt from it. We'll wait. We'll give it a couple of months. Then she'll go up to that big swing. Yeah. I still remember the looks of the parents. It wasn't even like a polite look. Like, ooh, it was just like a, you're an idiot. And then I sort of sat there like, it's my kid. She's fine. I didn't hurt anyone else's kid. Just, you know, keep to your own business, please. Stay in your lane. <sighs> shit dad club moments. I love them. I do love the shit dad club moments. Anyway, let's crack on. Let's crack on. Let's crack on. Let's finish this up. Let's wrap it up. Guys, like I said, I don't want to take away, I don't want it this bit to be a negative episode. It's not. It's a positive episode because these things are important. And like I said, this podcast is, is it just as much about fatherhood as it is about, sorry, just as much about mental health for fathers, for dads, as it is about dadding itself. Um, so really take that seriously. Really, you know, Check yourself. Have a bit of an inner conversation with yourself. Are you feeling okay? And if you're not, what can you do to help yourself? Check on your, you know, reach out to someone. It's it's not, I hate using the term, but it's not weak to speak. It's definitely not. Not now. You don't have to keep that wall up because you matter. Your job matters. Your place in your child's life matters. And, you know, overall, take care of yourself. 
So that's it, guys. If you are enjoying the podcast, go over to Instagram at Collective underscore or TikTok Collective, or send me an email at, no, wait, not an at, Collective at hotmail.com. I would love to hear your dad wins or your shit dad club moments. And obviously, you know, I say this all the time, be kind to your partner, be kind to your kids, enjoy every single second you have with your kids. And of course, above all else, take care of yourself. You matter. You are here for a reason. And, you know, we appreciate you. Everyone appreciates you. Peace. Thank you.